Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show is Jake. Our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather right now. Galveston, down on the island, it's 78 degrees this morning. Today, thunderstorms are likely this morning Then a chance of scattered thunderstorms throughout the afternoon. High of 81, southeast winds 10 to 20. That rain chance sitting there about 60%. And then tonight, mainly cloudy, stray shower, thunderstorm is possible. Winds will be southeast 10 to 15 with a low of 76. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy skies, a stray shower, thunderstorm is possible. Winds will be east-southeast 10 to 20 with a high of 81. So uh, waiting on that cool front. Looks like Halloween's going to be the target date next Tuesday. It's going to be pretty cool. Pretty cool. A real front. All right, looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. There's four of them. We just had one at the Galveston Channel at 3.08 a.m. That was a high. Then we have a low coming up at 9.05 a.m., then a high at 3.19 p.m., then a low at 9.35 p.m. 7.28 a.m. at sunrise, 6.38 p.m. sunset. Moon phase, 87%. We're easing towards that next full moon. All right, uh... Currently, the buoy offshore is not showing anything. That buoy's down this morning for whatever reason. Galveston Channel, it's 78 degrees with 79.5 degree water. That water's inching back up to about 80 degrees again. Southeast winds at 6 to 9. Eagle Point, it's 78 with 79 degree water. Southeast, 14 to 15. Barometric pressure steady at 29.95 inches. All right, that's uh, kind of sums it up. And uh, waiting on another front, we sure could use one. Get this ball fishing back in swing again. All right, let's run over to Sabine. Let's check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning and see what he's up to. Good morning, Bill. How are you, man? What's up? Hey, man. Life is good. Good. I'm going fishing. That's that. all I can say. <laughs> there you go. 
Going, going fishing. Going that. Yeah. That'll work. It, it's, uh, hopefully I won't get rained out. Don't know if I'm hopefully going to not. see that. And I have not looked at the uh, radar this morning yet, so who knows. Well, check it out, uh, scope it out. Showers coming in from the Gulf. But it just depends on if you're in the line of them. There's nothing major, but uh, they're definitely showers. I got a lot of rain up above <laughs> us yesterday. Yeah, that's but nothing. Uh, nothing uh, big time along the coast. They're still getting it this morning. That line is just it's all the way from San Antonio through Dallas and on up into Oklahoma, just kind of training northward. Well, I know it blew like heck here at the house. Wow, yeah. man, that was a, that was some wind. Ooh, wow. Yeah. But hopefully it'll be down a little bit this morning. I think it's only 15 to 20 today. It was yeah, only 15 to 20. Yesterday. It blew stuff all over my backyard. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to be out there. But that, you know, southeast wind, I can cope with that. It's just uh, it's just when it gets northwest at thirty to when it makes it difficult. Hey man, it's only weather. That's right. Yeah, that's all it is. We'll see what happens? We'll see what happens when I get out there. I just got folks that want to go fishing. We're gonna go. Well, accommodate. I've been catching fish. I've been catching fish. Uh, quite a few Texas keepers. Uh, Monday. Monday was the last day I fished, and uh, we did uh, fish the Louisiana side. Of course, you know, that southeast wind blowing like that, that's yeah, where I had to, to go. Right. We fished, uh, I was able to fish all the way from, uh, hmm, I think I went up as far as Bridge Bow and all the way back around to Blue Buck Point. Oh, you so, fished the whole uh, thing. I fished the whole thing, but that area that area was holding fish in various and sundry places. So it wasn't a big deal. It was pretty easy to pretty easy to find fish in there. So Yeah. And you know, the uh it was uh it was a Kelly Ball Wiggler uh day and a down south day and a little John day. <laughs> It didn't matter which one of those three you threw, you were going to catch fish. If right. you were in them, you know. We started off in day, at daylight in a, the mouth of a little drain. I, I couldn't get to my main spot that I wanted to start at because there was a couple of Louisiana guides in there. There's been at least four or five of those working our lake every day. They... Uh, they're driving over from Calcasieu somewhere. I don't know exactly where those boys are based, but and uh, they always bring their little live crickets and maulers. Mm-hmm. So you know it, they're like fishing behind the same. After they've been in a place, you might as well not go there. <laughs> well, they things are slowing up over there that way after the slaughter all year, and now they're coming your way. <laughs> yeah, I guess they had to. They had to do what they had to do. I know they don't like driving that far. No. And, but they sure do get there early. Those boys run in the dark. 
Yeah. And they get there bright and early and, you know, out front of everything. They're pretty cool guys. They run those 24, 25-foot boats, which I can't afford. <laughs> I sure wish I had one. I saw a, uh, what, a uh, what's the name of that boat? It's a uh, bay, bay something. Anyway, beautiful, low-profile, 24-foot boat. Mm -hmm. Really, really some fine rigs. And they're putting 300s on them. And, and uh, a friend of mine put a 400 on his. Oh, my gosh. You talk wow. about a fast boat. He put two or three yeah. people in there and be over the horizon before you can say scat. I don't know how you can see anything at that speed. Well, you usually don't until <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of that, I come flying out of the Sabine River the other day, and it was it was early, but I could see plainly. Okay, the water was calm, and right at the last minute, out of a shadow, comes this two by six that was about three foot long, four foot long, and it was perfectly edgeways to the boat. I hit it right in the butt end of it. I mean, oh. in it, at the last possible second, it come out of that shadow. I saw it go under the bow. No way to do anything. Boom, bam! Knocked it out of the way. I said, well, if the bilge pump kicks on, we'll know we messed up something. Well, later right. on, no bilge pump comes on. And after I got it out of the water later today, I looked up under there, and it didn't scratch that motor. But, I mean, it, it caught that motor, you know, just perfectly at the end of that board. I'm, I bet I knocked a V in it, and somehow it didn't damage anything. Now, the boat uh, probably pushed it down just enough where the skeg popped it. Yeah, I was running on pad at 4,000 RPMs. Yeah. I was trying to break in that new motor. They said, don't, don't run it any less than 4,000 until you get the first 20 or 25 hours on it, which I'm, I'm there now, but I mean... It, it was there, and it was under the boat. I mean, you can't miss things sometimes, no matter the no. visibility or what. I passed a a uh, a 12-inch piling the other day. It was 20 foot long, and it was laying at a 45-degree angle to my path of travel. And I saw it. Now, this was bright, sunny daylight. Right. And it was, How about it, it was daylight brown. when it's real dark? <laughs> oh, I, hey, I, I didn't have a chance to dodge this thing. It was barely floating, just under the man, surface, oh, or man. maybe cracking the surface. And <clears throat> it was kind of had green moss on it, and it was brown like the water. The water was beautiful, clear, but I did not see that thing until it passed the boat on my left. I just sat and bit my steering wheel was kind of left side, and I was standing over there. So it, it was booing. It was a floater like? It was a floater sideways. Yeah. Sideways. I think that was like a, a channel marker uh, piling or something that had been knocked down. Yeah. 
that's exactly what it looked like. I see a lot of that over here my way from, you know, windy days when the barges kind of get windbound, they'll knock those over. Yeah, I think that's exactly where that comes from. Oh, uh, howdy. But there was no way to see it. It was just there, and I just missed it. I missed it by three feet. Mm. And that kind of stuff can happen to you at any time. And I'll just try to get everybody aware. If you're running, if you're running at fifty miles an hour, you don't even have a chance to dodge. No, you know, your boat's up on plane. You're it's on pad, and you don't have that much steering. You know, your steering gets real tight at that speed. Yeah. Plus, you know, yeah. <laughs> it that short range, you don't have time to react. No. And if you've got, if you're running, you know, 30 miles an hour, you might have a second to dodge something. Uh, I, now, I, I run into a deal the other day. There was about a uh, a 36-inch black corrugated plastic pipe, and it was about uh, oh, like that wide. culvert pipe, that culvert stuff. Culvert yeah. pipe, yes, the corrugated culvert, it's black plastic. They're using it a lot now for driveways. Yeah. And uh, I passed this thing, and it was laying in the water, and it was fungus green and black, and it had stained brown, and I I just happened to see it just in time to dodge it. So, yeah. That stuff is out there, and you never know when it's going to be floating. So I'm just trying to caution everybody to, you know, be careful. Because uh, if you if you're running at speed, you're going to hit stuff. And yeah. that's the definition. That piling was the definition of a bad day. I mean, that's just yes. You're going to tear up something. And just fortunately, and for the next two days, I'm running that same stretch of river, and I'm actually running on the north side because the north wind was blowing. I hoped it would push it over to the south side. (laughs) I was paranoid and puckered up. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that stuff will go back and forth with wind changes and current changes. Yeah. Outgoing tide will take it down and the incoming will bring it back. It just, uh, I'll tell you, that's, uh, I quit running in the dark years ago. I had so many close yeah. calls like that. It's uh Yep. I hit a uh yeah, that's... like a two by twelve one time coming out of Cedar Bayou into Tabs Bay. And luckily I was just on plane. In the channel, just you know, making it just making way and uh that thing was flat and when I hit it it uh, went under my boat, and then it grabbed the the gear case and everything, the engine, and then turned up. It was like putting flaps down on an airplane, and we hmm. came to a stop from about 25 miles. Well, I'll tell you how fast we stopped. It pushed the bow of that big Kenner underwater. Golly. <laughs> Thank God everybody was sitting down but me. But hmm. I ate the console up and that uh, steering knob on the, on the steering wheel, uh, 
Luckily, it caught me in the belly instead of somewhere else. <laughs> I hate the console up, buddy. But uh, oh, I said, it's just not worth it. No. You know, we're coming off no. that fall equinox with all these bull tides, and they go up and they float. They create all these floaters, you know. Hey, let me knock this break out, Bill. I'll come right back, buddy. Hang on a second. Yeah, sure, all right. We're going to take our first break. We'll be right back after these messages. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 419. Let's go back to Bill. All right, Bill, we were talking about running over stuff. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Close calls. Yeah. Then there's reefs that people... Here's another thing I want to tell everybody. If you're running a channel, stay between the red and green buoys. Yeah. (laughs) Do not run outside of those buoys. They're there for a reason. And usually when you get outside of those those red and greens, you're going to be in shallow water. There's towheads, debris, oh. everything in the shallower water. Oh, there's, yeah, there's old wreck uh, barges that's protruding up off the bottom, you know, rusted out old hulks. You know, I mean, you think stumps are bad in the lake? Just hit one of those. And there are wellheads out there. I mean, you might look across a, a expanse of shallow water and don't see anything, and maybe there might be some stuff under there you don't want to hit. And proceed at idle speed when you get outside of the the buoy line. I mean, check your charts. Be sure you're running where you're supposed to. I've watched people do that. I don't know how many times. Yeah, just living on bar time. Along. Yeah, life uh, life is short, and then you die. So yep. <laughs> don't don't hurry it up. The lighthouse cove is one it. of the worst. They've got a they got a reef there that's just under the water, and it very high tide you might make it over it. Right. But at low tide you're gonna hit it, and you're gonna ground out. And I've pulled people off of there and. Oh. Watched them do all kind of crazy stuff. So, you know, but there's a red buoy right there and a green buoy on the Texas side of the channel. So just stay between them until you get ready to to turn out and then just proceed with caution. Idle. Yeah. Well, run a ways out into the bay before you decide, decide to go left or right when you're coming out of there. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's my firm advice to everybody listening. Please don't do that. And and the, the intercoastal, you know, you might get away with that. And barge, a, a big old steel barge pushed by a tug. If they get wind blown a little bit and they hit the bottom, it ain't gonna hurt anything. Most all those barges are double bottoms, and the bottom is soft, and they'll pile up over there and push mud around and then they just back off and go again but you know these fiberglass boats they're not that way 
<laughs> Boy, I'll watch that uh, on boat fails. They have all those videos on there on boating accidents. You know, it's called boat fails. I watched one yesterday. It was the remember that collision we had in 2019 up here right after that, or the ITC fire was right after that one. They were right there together. But anyway, uh, out there by Five Mile Pass on our ship channel. Uh, around markers 72 to 76 and through there the area uh it showed that barge getting whacked by that ship and that that oh. barge looked like it was made out of cardboard when that ship hit it it just collapsed <laughs> it just ripped it ripped it open and oh they were, wow they were pushing double side by sides and oh, uh man. that's when it let all that reform aid out into the bay that's a forever chemical it'll never there's there's no dilution, you know, by solu- solution by dilution. It just, uh, it's a forever chemical. And, mm, uh, man. bad deal. That's, uh, maritime wrecks, collisions. Yeah, we had a, we had a barge got away and poked a big old, uh, oil tanker up there at, uh, close to Port Arthur, right where you make the turn under the MLK bridge. Uh huh. Where at Bend is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they got together up there somehow, Uh-oh. and there was crude oil floating all up. This has been probably about five years ago, and uh, there was crude oil floating all up and down, and they had containment booms. They did a good job of containing it. Yeah, well, that's a good spot to have a, have a spill like that because you got land on both sides of it. You know, it's pretty much contained where yeah. they can block it in and, and clean it up. And they did. They did a real good job. And they they were down there on the rocks along the channel, mopping up with it. Oh yeah, wiping them down. I've, I've seen that before. When we had that big one years ago in the nineties, they were on my shoreline, clear up in Trinity Bay, wiping all the bulkheads down. I mean, the cleanup was extensive. Oh yeah. And I'm trying to remember who our governor was that time. Bill, so I, man, I can't remember. But he flew over the bay in a helicopter and blessed the bay. And that's when uh, <laughs> Channel 11 <laughs> called me and said, uh, what are you seeing? I said, man, it's <laughs> it's bad. I said, y'all come. I don't have a trip tomorrow. Y'all, well, it, we were shut down. The bay was closed. I said, come on down, meet me at the marina, and I'll take you out there and show you firsthand. And we did. It's pretty smart they didn't have an underwater camera. A waterproof one so they brought a big aquarium and they put that aquarium that camera in the aquarium and then forced it down in the water when i idled up to that layer of oil and uh was it bill clemens was the governor then i think that's bill who it was clemens, i believe that's who it was. and uh <laughs> said yeah there's nothing to see here folks i mean we had a giant oil slick in the middle of trinity bay from the channel all the way over they said they had it cleaned up but it, it wasn't even close. And then we pulled a southeast wind that blew it along my shoreline and everybody's bulkheads, and it was a mess, man. Oh, what yeah, a mess. Yeah, that's bad stuff. And I guess when you've got that much traffic in a bay or in a channel or whatever, you're going to finally have somebody run into each other. Yes. It's inevitable. But um, they, they actually cleaned that one up real good, but... Uh, but they they were able to catch it on both ends, and it was contained in that channel. So you know, at first there was fumes everywhere, 
and then you know a week later you couldn't you couldn't smell anything they vacuumed it up somehow i don't know how they did that oh you know you've got tides to deal with during all of that wind and tides man it'll scatter that stuff all over hex half acre (laughs) yes it (laughs) It will man but anyway my advice to everybody out there is watch out where you're going and don't run outside the channels except on idle you know you you get out you know another thing too bill is you know, we've had all these floods all these years, and a lot of stuff that gets washed down these rivers, it'll attach itself to the bottom. It'll get stuck in that fresh water. And then uh, when you get these uh, high salinity salinity rates like we're getting now, it makes it, it'll, you'll get a lot of pop-ups. It'll float a lot of that stuff. And yes. it's real waterlogged, so it's not going to stick out of the water like you're normally used to seeing after a flood, and it's just... It's water level, and you can't see it till you're yeah. right up on it. Yeah, that's uh, that scares me. The ones that Can you I imagine can't it eighty see. to a hundred miles per hour hitting something like that. It's pretty much over, dude. It'd be pretty much over. You're right. And there's a lot of fast boats these days, man. Boy, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm slow now. You. I'm I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, fifty and sixties uh, cruising speed now. Yeah, I, I had a once upon a time. I had a pretty big boat and a pretty fast motor. Not anymore. They nope. pass me like I'm standing still. Yeah, I'm. I'm in the dark ages now. Fifty to sixty. You know, that's that's just nothing anymore. Not that used to be fast. <laughs> it used to be, but you know, seventy is. Uh, can you imagine a seventy mile an hour bay boat? But they got them. Yeah. There's, I guess you get feeling pretty indestructible on in a rig like that. Well, it just uh, you got to feel pretty confident. You put her on the step, oh, yeah. turn her loose, and let her start eating. Some of these boats, I mean, that's that's cruising speed, 70. Yeah, that's true. Heck, they got offshore boats that'll go that fast. <laughs> Damn near it. <laughs> <laughs> Four motors across. And, five. You know, like, hey, yeah, line five. them up back there. Get as many. Get five or six of them behind you. Let's turn them loose. <laughs> just, can you imagine a fuel bill? <laughs> oh goodness! Well, when you you got money to buy a rig like that, you don't worry about fuel. Nah, nope. That's nothing. Would be to us, but this would be nah, to us. Uh, times have changed. Float along, fill it up one time. Yeah, living in the fast changed. lane. Yeah. Well, buddy, I'm fixing to head out the door here. Just hurry up and get there. Go, All right, bud. Go take it well, on. Bill, if somebody take it on the chin. <laughs> That's it. Somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you, man. Give them some info. 409-673-9211. Or fishsabeanlake.com. Yes, sir. And that, uh, the fishing is good right now. Good deal. We'll be through December. 
And then it'll be red fish time. We got a real cold front coming next week, so here we go. I figure it will. Let's get this party started. All right, man. Let it rip. All right, man. Take care. See you, Bill. Have a good day. Catch him up, man. All right. Well, you know the Belleville Meat Market? What a great place to shop. If you've never been there, you owe it to yourself to go by and check it out. This week, they're double featuring their Dirty Rice Pecan Smoked Sausage and Texas Blend Smoked Sausage. That's all natural smoked sausage. It's inspired by their original garlic recipe. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And on special, fresh, never-frozen fryers, three or more, whole uncut for just $1.29 a pound. And they're now taking orders for their country-smoked turkeys, with the holiday season coming up, don't be left out in the cold. Order in advance. Make sure you have them for your holidays. And custom processing, they have that on pigs and calves all year long. You can order a half calf or a hind quarter. You can ha- have it processed any way you like. And with deer season going on, with bow season now and rifle season coming up, check out their Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 434 here in the Bayou City. Let's go check in with a fish dude, old Richard Todd, Lake Conroe, see what he's up to. Richard, you back in town? You know it. You know it. Ready to go to Conroe if the rain will hold off. Watch it all with something else. Well, I'll tell you what, that was a hoot. There's plenty of dang fish up there, but I'd. I just all I ran across was was a bunch of uh, what I ran across a bunch of crappie and some spotted bass and some largemouth. I mean that thing, it's full of them dang spotted bass. But it's, is it? Uh, oh man, it's, it is it is so full of them. It's unreal. I got to reading one of their signs up there. They got a their minimum length on largemouth is is thirteen inches. You can keep six of them, and the, when you keep that, if you keep that six, you can add an additional ten spotted bass. <laughs> so, no length limit. An additional ten spotted bass, along with your your uh, your ten fish or six fish largemouth. So that's a that's a lot of dang fish. They want them spotted bass out of there, I guess. But them crappie were everywhere, man. And there were some big ones too. But they couldn't get them knuckleheads to bite very good, but it was fun just messing with them because I didn't realize that thing was so full of trees, man. That thing is and deep. Good Lord, it's deep. That thing is, it was down probably 12 feet whenever, you know, really? over the past few days. Yeah, it's down a lot and, and, uh, got to run around out there and there's trees sticking up everywhere. And I'm sitting out there in a hundred foot of water looking at trees down there on the bottom of and they're st- standing everywhere. It's, it's just something, it was just something to, good to do, just get out there and get away from it. That clear water, you know, it's it's just a hoot getting out there and doing. I like going to these different lakes. Just That's just me. enjoy getting out and doing different things like that. Just, you know, because it's, it's fun. I mean, I enjoy learning. That's what fishing is to me is learning. You get to learn everything 
you know, you want when you get on the water out there, especially if it's a new lake, because you don't go in with any preconceived ideas like, you know, like Conroe. I know so much about Conroe. That's, I mean, it's just crazy. I can go out there and, and catch any, pretty much any fish I want at any time. And then I go up there, and it's like, okay, now where do I start? <laughs> so mm-hmm. you start looking, you know, and then they got a big catfish tournament going on up there. So I was talking to some of those guys. They, they said, yeah, we, we found only nine up here. I said, okay. And I I couldn't help. Why would they have a catfish tournament, a place where there's not any? <laughs> I know, I know. That's the thing, you know. But then I was talking to these old men in some John boats out there running some trot lines. I said, oh, yeah. We caught one that's forty five pounds out there. Well, there you go. Yeah, I know. So they're they're there. I don't think there's a body of fresh water on the planet that exists that doesn't have catfish in it. (laughs) I think you're right. I mean, there's there's no way. I mean, they they just they're they're so they're so tough, you know, and and so uh, they they can just they can survive anywhere, you know. That's the thing, and reproduce like crazy. So. It, it, yeah. it's just a hoot, you know. It's, you know, catfish to get everywhere, just like a brim. I mean, you can, you can dig a pond out today and have it full of water, and within six months, it's full of brim. Yeah, the birds I mean, will stock it for you with brim eggs on their legs. Exactly. I mean, that's that's crazy because, you know, you, you won't stock them Or in their in poop. There. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. One, one way or another, they just don't get there. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. So there's a lot of a lot of spinning rod action, little little top water action. I was catching catching a lot of fish on top waters, you know, and it was it early early type bite. Get out there and then then uh, hit some of those brush piles that were actually sticking out of the water. I mean, it's and they're still sitting in 15 foot of water. It, it's just crazy. They're, they and what what really surprised me more than anything was the dang brush piles that people put out would hold crappie, but the standing timber didn't hardly hold anything. You know, that was, I mean, it was, you could sit there and look at that standing timber out there everywhere, and there'd be, uh, you know, two or three fish on it here and there, but you couldn't find a group of fish on one tree or anything like that. But as soon as you pulled up to a brush pile, somebody dumped out there, they were all over it. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. It was like, like, uh, one of the guys I was up there with, he says, yeah, I'll put out these holly bushes. He says, they hold up real well. So he puts holly bushes out there, real bushes right. and stuff like that, and dump them out there. He said, they work better than cedar trees because he's done both. And uh, I had to get, you know, just got down there and, and learn from him. You know, that was that was the thing. And then he'd say, well, there's a brush pile here and there's a brush pile there. Well, I found so many brush piles, it was unreal. It was, and you know, like I say, you pull up there and start scoping them, and it's like, good night, this thing is loaded with them. And one of the one of the really strange things is with cropping. Not all these fish were like twenty five and thirty five feet deep on most of the on most of the brush piles that had the crappie on them. But typically, whenever whenever you pull up on a, a brush pile, now that I'm using my active imaging and stuff like that, is mm-hmm. I I take and. You throw your, your your jig down there, and you don't move it. You let it sit in front of them, and they usually just attack it. You know, if you move it, they kind of shy away from it. Totally opposite up there the past few days. I pull up there, 
put a jig down there in it, and hold them, hold them still, they'd gang up and look around it, and then they'd leave. Well, so I, what I started doing is jerk it about two or three feet up and do that two or three times and add, pull out an additional foot of line and let it let it drop below them, and they would chase it down. When they'd chase it down, they'd eat it. It was, it was just goofy. Because normally, like I tell people all the time, keep that jig as still as you can keep it. Because if you move it, it's going to spook them. And, and it, normally that works. Up there, not right now, you know, and that may change as it gets cooler or whatever. The water temperature up there is in the 70s, but right now you had to make that, you had to make them react to it. That's what you had to do. You know, like it was going to try to get away. But them things right. don't, them spotted bass are just, they'd be in that same brush pile too. And you'd jerk that thing up and you'd see them just charge it. <laughs> I mean, that, them rascals would just, uh, they would come from five, ten feet away and just, just attack it. I mean, it was, that was a hoot. And then we got into some thing. On one of them jumped in, uh, got on some yellow bass, and I was letting that, letting that jig down there into the brush, and I kept kept seeing some, you know, on top of the brush, which I knew were crappie, and I said, there's some more down there below them, but I don't know what they are. And I'd drop it, drop it down there, you know, it'd be another five or ten feet. And as I start dropping it down, you'd see them shoot up. And when they shot up, boy, we nailed them, and it's yellow bass. So it was, it was just fun watching them things do that, you know, because it's, they're so you know they're so active when, whenever, whenever you uh, get the jig right in front of them, and it's just I just one of them things. And like I say, I enjoy doing that stuff just because it's it's so much different. And that I mean everything about it. You got big rocks. You got that. I mean just everything. There's not much sand. It's all like quartz and all different type of rock up there. And it's yeah, just, I heard it's real rocky. Yeah, and I mean it's it's just a mountain lake. I mean it's one of those things. That, and yeah, it's it's just I got I got to thinking about you know when they built that thing, it had to be an engineering nightmare. I mean because they it, it, it just amazes me how they when they put those dams on those places, especially in those mountain lakes like that, how they know where the water is going to go because it's I mean there's so many valleys and hills and stuff like that, and there's islands everywhere out there i mean huge islands little islands and deer good night i was sitting out there looking at them deer and squirrels i mean there's so, so many squirrels up there it's un- unbelievable dang squirrels everywhere uh, everywhere you went there were squirrels and then like i said the deer all over the place too so and it's it, this muzzleloader season up there and you can actually hunt those islands so that's that was another another thing i got to think i mean you get out here on these islands and just camp out on them and a lot of people do and they yeah. you know these uh, just one of those things go out there and go get on the talking about life watch it all right yes sir yes sir so i mean it's crazy how, how many islands are out there big ones and little ones i mean there's one of them out there they call hamburger and another one they call hot dog so <laughs> it's uh i'm sitting there going okay i, I, I see how they got their name because they you know, there's one shaped like a hot dog, one shaped like a hamburger. So <laughs> it's, uh, and then they got one called Big Island, and then uh, of course Bird Island and everything. So every likes there's a Bird, a bird Island. Island in every body of water I think in the world. I guarantee you there is. <laughs> Everywhere you go, there's a Bird Island. <laughs> Always a Bird Island. But like I say, I'm I'm ready to get back on Conroe. That rain will hold off today. I'm going to go out there and see what I can come up with out there and just kind of get back in the groove again. So yeah, 
it's all you know it's all good you know get back and try some of the stuff I, i've been doing up there down here and see if they want to see if these fish down here want to act right well, we got a and real front coming in after the weekend monday and tuesday I know. so it's see how cold it's going to be for halloween them trick-or-treaters are going to have to bundle up they better be getting warm and woolly costumes yeah it reminds me of when i was a kid i guarantee you when i when i was a kid halloween was either always raining or cold as heck so it just that's well i remember one taking all the kids one night it was like in the 30s and blowing about 35 and misting rain it was miserable Uh, kids didn't uh, care they were getting that candy boy i guarantee you they're gonna go knocking on them doors let me have mine that's there ain't no doubt because that's I used to do it too. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's it's a you know, but uh, yeah. And then then back in the in the seventies, I think it was every you know, up here in Huntsville they had that that prison rodeo, right? So every mm-hmm. Sunday in October they had that prison rodeo, and every Sunday in October it rained. That was that was <laughs> funny. I mean, it was. And that, I don't know why it did that, but every Sunday in October, back in the seventies, right. it would rain. It was just a dangest thing, and it, but oh well, it is what it is. So and everything changes. So now you can't get a drop of rain, and and uh, but it looks like we're fixing to get some today anyway. So from that storm that came yeah, over, throwing about a sixty percent chance in there. So yeah, we'll yeah, get lucky. I hear you. The thing is, as long as it'll hold off a little bit, because I want to go check them fish out. I don't want to hang around here. So. That's that's the thing. I want to get back out there on the water again. I mean, I've been on the water all week, but it's. I mean, I've been on the water because I start off seven o'clock in the morning, get off at six six o'clock at night. So. Oh, you grinding? Yeah, I do. When you go out of town to get them places, that's what I like about it. Because I, I will yeah, something new. I know. I'm the same way. I like new stuff like that. That's. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, a lot of people don't understand it, like the tournament fishing stuff. Uh, that's why mm-hmm. I enjoy it because I get to see new lakes and learn gotcha. the new lakes. You know, so it's it's a uh, that's that's the thing. You spend all that time out there learning, and it's uh, all right, buddy. Well, I got to learn on to the next call if somebody wants to call you and uh, get with you and come up and fish Conroe, Richard. How they get a hold of you, bud? All right, Mickey. You want to get in touch with me at nine three six 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 one seven nine two zero. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes God Service. You can email me at admin at fish2tx.com or just check out the webpage, fish2tx.com. All right. Welcome back to Texas. All right, man. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. Okay, Richard. Be safe. See you, man. All right. That's the fish dude up on Conroe. Now let's run down to Matagorda. Let's check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., what's up, bud? Morning, Mickey. How are you? How you doing? Oh, I'm good, man. Well... Me too. Good as I can possibly be. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Where's uh where's this rain at? We got we got to gonna get the morning in or Well it's kinda spotty right now. It's uh let me bring it back up. There was there was one shower over Tiki Island earlier. But uh it let's see. Everything is going to be coming in from the Gulf. And, you know, there's a lot of rain up above us, but I don't think that's going to have anything to do with us. It's on the line from San Antonio and Austin all the way up to Oklahoma. 
just kind of trending yep. northward. But around here, there's some few. They're a little spotty. There's a little bitty one over by Port Arthur and one at Galveston. It's real light. But it's right on top of Texas City right now. But down your way, I don't see anything. Well, good. There's some stuff well, way good. out in the guff from you, but I don't know whether that's going to come to you or not. It looks like the track it's on is going to dump right between Matagorda and Galveston. Huh. But that's, you know, that's why that's ways off. So, well, we got a big, big corporate group that have had this thing planned for months and months, and have been worried about the weather. But maybe we'll get the morning in. Yeah, I think, uh, I think you look fine now. There's one little low shower down just north of Corpus, but nah, you're good for now. I don't unless something builds up right at daylight, but I, I don't see it. Right, it's Gulf moisture coming in. Well, fishing's been spotty, Mickey, you know, with all it? this wind. Well, it warmed up. I mean, our water's already back up to 80 around here. It's crazy. It is. Them it? fish are so confused with this weather <laughs> like this. So. Should I stay or should I go? <laughs> yeah. In October, and still dealing with weather. Yeah, it's almost November. Yeah, man. Well, now, it was good after that last cold front, so... That's what we need. Well, this next one ought to get them where they want to be. It ought to ball them up because it's, uh, man, I'm showing lows of, and you know, the low 40s and stuff, highs of yeah. 58 to 60. Yeah, the last one was a good one too, Mickey, but it was short-lived. I mean, it yeah, just warmed right back up. Yeah, a couple of days, and it was, here we go, getting back to the 80s yeah. again. They're not, uh, you know, they're normally people that have houses on the river usually slaughtering them fish by now, and they're, they're not. They're just catching one or two, three fish a night. That's it. Yeah, it's running late. This will get them going, but got to cool down. Uh, let's. I'm looking at. Let's look at this Houston extended forecast. Those north winds are going to hit Monday. And there's going to be a low of 48 Tuesday morning, but Tuesday night it's going to go down to 41 Wednesday night, or 44 Wednesday night, 41. There's only a high of 58 Tuesday and a high of 60 on Wednesday. So we're going to be in the 40s and 50s for a while at night. I think That's by next, good. next week, and not this upcoming weekend, but the following weekend, uh, that Saturday. 52 for a low and 74 for a high. So it's going to be a pretty good stretch. That'll cool All the right. water down big time, especially with that north wind at 25. Well, that'll be that'll be open weekend of duck season and deer season too, won't it? Heck, yeah. <clears throat> I may have to bail. No. <laughs> no, I'll wait. I say that all the time. <clears throat> the only bad thing about this job is I miss the openers. On weekends. Yeah. It don't matter. Yep. I've had a, I've had a good to, run. I used to never miss the opening of nothing. And I know. <laughs> yep. It'll slow you down, man. Getting old will slow you down. Yeah, well, the Mastro's, uh, now I feel like I've got all the time on my hands in the world. <laughs> no preparation for an Astros game anymore. Man. 
Yeah, they wore us down. They did. They couldn't hit the ball. They couldn't hit. No. Couldn't hit when they needed to. Well, it uh, it was a good run. I mean, hey, seven ALCSs in a row. I mean, who does that? We've yeah. seen it, what, one other time? The Braves did it? Yeah, it doesn't last forever. They had no, a good run. I mean, we got we got talent stacked so big time. This could go on for a few more years. Just add a yeah. a key player here or there. I tell you, it's uh, I'm proud of them. I mean, I I saw social media people so called Astro fans cussing them and fire everybody, trade everybody. I'm going. They're not real fans. They're windbags. Yep. One of those one of those Dodgers was still whining about us being big time cheaters but didn't deserve to be in I'm there. I'm so again. sick of all the cheating. How do you how do you go to I mean, that one year and, and there was other teams that did it but they didn't call them out on it. It was going on. It's been going on since the beginning of the of the sport. Sign stealing. Absolutely. Made a mountain out of a mohill. Oh yeah. Whiners. Whiners. That's it. Yep. Sour grapes. Yep. Well, anyway, we'll see who they get as a coach, and uh, we'll keep rolling. I know. I'd see old Dusty go, man, but he's it's time for him to retire and go fishing. Yeah. I think you so. You never know. No, sir. And those old Diamondbacks, they came through pretty good, so. Hey, we'll see what a, kind that, of series that we young got to team watch. Is, uh, they're, they're scrappy. They don't give up, man. Yeah. Good little ball club. Well, it's been a good year for entertainment and with baseball, so it uh, it's time to move on. Give us a little break, and before you blink your eyes, it'll be time. they'll be in spring training again. Yeah, before you know it. Here we yep. go. Well, well, we'll wait on this good little run. front. To, we'll wait on this little front to help us and get these fish to bite again, and and we'll see what we got left out there. Oh, I know. I think this tournament today we got to catch three reds, a trout, and a flounder. Well, better hurry on that them flounders because November first is right around the corner. Yep. Next but they'll shut it down be able to retain till December fifteenth. Right, December fifteenth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is midnight. And we've been on seeing a lot of flounder too. Right. We've been seeing a lot of flounder too. Been catching quite a few. So. Good. Well, get them while you can. It's, yeah. That's hard to believe that all those all those flounder that bite the dust. Around Sea Wolf Park and Galveston and, uh, Channel, further up the coast. Yeah, they can't get them anymore. It's unbelievable how things have changed. I know. Well, we you just know? put a lot of pressure on our resource coastwide, and it's not only just fishermen; it's all other things involved in that. You know, environmental fallout, habitat loss. There's just there's just a lot of variables there. You could talk for months on why it's not like it used to be. Right. But we as fishermen, we're the only ones that can management, manage it, you know. We can't uh, 
control the weather or things like that, but we can control ourselves. Yeah. Look at that hurricane that hit Acapulco. Oh, I tell you, Cat 5, buddy, 165-mile-an-hour winds, they're totally cut off, I heard, over there. But, you know, you're not getting any press from the media here on it, you know, like it would be if it hit the United States. But I'm sure it was bad. That's not good. That's a rip snorter right there, buddy. (laughs) They they thought it was going to hit it as a Category 1 is what they were expecting. Right? Yeah. That's what I it, heard. It is, a, it is a five. Well, I got to run, Charlie. Somebody wants to call All you, right. give them a number, man. Cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, buddy. Take care, man. Take care, Mickey. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 